Now it's time to talk about everything dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. This is Animal Talk. Here's Dr. Dan Lang on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello and welcome to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS on a really cold afternoon. I'm here with Dr. Dan Lang, fresh in from the cold. He brought uh, you were a little more bundled up than usual. Uh, I'm Connor McCarthy. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we talk about dogs, cats, pets of all kinds, really. Peacocks sometimes, mules. Uh, if you want to talk about it, we'll be here to talk about it with you. You can call in 314-931-5877, or you can text into the text line 84126. We're here, even though it's really cold. I hope you're all out there home or somewhere warm. That's not one degree, which is what I'm reading right now, uh, for the temperature in St. Louis. Uh, Dr. Wang, how was dealing with all the animals in this temperature? Well, I think the biggest problem was myself. We usually get up at 6 in the morning, and when it's dark and cold, it gets a little tricky to get that incentive to just rush out the door. So that was the hard part. Once you get moving a little bit, it's no big deal. But Mm -hmm. we have some de-icers in the big water containers, so there's no problem there. And the horse and the mule each have a big blanket with straps to hold it on there. And a couple of days ago, I had to get a bunch of straw for the pigs so they could burrow under there in the old chicken house. So. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask. So you've got a lot of animals at your house, more than the average person, I would say. I've been told that, and in a variety that's more more out there than the normal person as well. What what is what is the protocol for the animals uh, on your grounds on your at your house? What do they do? Do some go inside? Do some what do they do to the, prevent them from freezing? Yeah, they're all different. I think, like myself, food is the bottom line. Pumba, one of the pigs, he was right out in the middle of the chicken yard waiting for the food. Mm-hmm. Even though it's one degree. Even, right, mm-hmm. and it was maybe five below at that, <laughs> that time and dark and all that, but he he was ready to eat. So, And the horse mm-hmm. and the mule were the same thing. They were winning when I went into the barn today. So, But the barn is actually pretty cozy. We don't have a heater but it's enclosed, and with uh, their body heat, it um, it stays fairly cozy. So they get a blanket. The the pigs, I guess, burrow. Is that what they do? Yep. To, they to just tie up all the straw and everything. And of course, we leave one chicken house door open just a little bit so they can fit through if mm-hmm. they need to go out. But uh, uh, so, what are the other animals doing? Does, do some get to go inside uh, at least uh, in this weather, or no? Well, I I didn't want to bring it up. We do have one barn cat. Three days ago, she was allowed into the sunroom. Okay. I didn't know if the pigs were going to come in, but I, I was going to let my wife make that decision. I didn't even bring that <laughs> up. But I think with the extra straw, I think they're fine, and she was happy that that's all they need to stay somewhat warm. Okay. So, I mean, it is. this is not just a normal cold, right? This is kind of above and beyond. Uh, and a question I had written down coming in, I think you came in as well with some, some, some stuff on this. It, you know, this is really, really cold out there. What temperatures should people start worrying about, you know, pets? Maybe you don't have outdoor pigs at home that need to be, you know, burrow under some straw. But, you know, what about the dog that goes on the walk, right? Or or uh, cats, you know, probably they don't want to go outside in this weather anyway. But the dogs maybe want to go outside, have to go outside, but it's so cold. What You know, what temperatures do we actually start to see a problem? When I was doing my little research, knowing that we were going to have the cold weather 
Actually, I'm almost con- more concerned about frostbite if you take the dogs for a walk. Right. Okay. Because a lot of people, times people have the sweaters and all that. But in answer to your good question, I had read that if it gets 45 degrees there about, if animals are dogs and the cats are uncomfortable with those temperatures, I, mean, I don't think it's going to cause any problems if they're outside sure. for a length of time. But 45 degrees is kind of the first warning that maybe you need Starting to think about. Starting to get a little cold. Right. Okay. And then if you have a dog, a senior dog, maybe a puppy, you know, they don't have control of their thermostat, for lack of a better word. A short-haired dog, usually 32 degrees, right at the freezing point. That's kind of the magic that if you have some of those type of characteristics with your pets, then maybe they need to stay there inside out the big potty. Mm-hmm. But the major thing is that if it's anything below 20 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, other All than dogs. a quick potty outside, mm-hmm. I don't care. You know how much hair you have, how big or uh, old or young or middle aged you are. Right. That uh, the twenty degree is kind of the uh, breaking that's, point. That's the cutoff point yep. where it's now. Yep. It's now you shouldn't go on the walk yep. with the dog. That, that could definitely be life threatening if they're out very much. And mm-hmm. so I, since I, I I take my corgi Louie every morning out for a walk. And we did go yesterday, but I thought I could explain to my wife logically. I even gave her the paperwork to show that <laughs> if it's below 20 degrees, which it was. And so I. I so, so no walk today. No is what walk you're today. Saying. Louie and I got off easy. Yeah. Well, maybe just a walk around the, the house, you know, walk around the kitchen. There you uh, go. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, how often would you see people come in with maybe cold related problems uh, in their pets? Not very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, this. I, didn't they say it was. 20 or 21 was the last time that we had these right. extremes. It, it, norm, so it doesn't normally get this cold, right. so it makes sense that you don't see it that often. It's, it's not really a problem we ran into. I, I'm not sure I really remember. You know, people that uh, have their dogs or cats, small animals, companion animals, family animals, most of them, I think, are aware of what's mm-hmm. what's going on. But in answer to your question, that things you need to kind of look out for is that if you see a pet shivering, just like a person, but more subtle is they, they start to curl up in a ball, and maybe they have their their paws or their feet underneath them. You know, they're trying to conserve as much body heat. Okay. Or they become a little bit more sluggish, not quite with it. Then those would be indications that, that, you know, that maybe, maybe we're out too long, yeah. or you know, we didn't look at talk to the weatherman and didn't realize how cold it was. We just let the dog out you know, like this morning and mm-hmm. didn't pay any uh, attention with that. And so then those are kind of warning signs. And then with the readings that just like people. Once the animal comes back in, you know, go ahead and try to cover it with a towel. I hadn't thought about it, but one of the articles I looked at said to give them a warm broth or warm up. The, you'll get some canned food or something oh, like that. Warm it up But they could take bit. in something, just like, you know, you and I yeah. having the hot chocolate or, or soup or something like that. It's sure. kind of the same, same type of thing. And the only warning was that if you do use a heating pad or something of that sort, we have seen some animals with burns that people were too aggressive too too hot. The the heating yeah. pad was maybe set at a high level or something of that sort, and so you should try to put a thin towel or something or sheet between the heating pad and the and the animal to minimize any burns. Okay. Uh, now here's a question I had, and I think a lot of people ask this when it's this temperature out. You know, the dog has to go to the bathroom. You go to the doorway, and it's so cold the dog doesn't want to go out. What should we? I mean, what do you what do you recommend as a vet uh, and as a dog owner yourself? You know, what tricks do we get to use to take the dog? Do, you, do we just pick the dog up and place him outside, or or what? what well, should we people do? aren't going to like this, but I think you have to get your heavy winter coat and just go out with the animal. 
I take them out, drag them out there with you, yep. right? And if we have any appreciable snow, I, I get so tickled a lot of pet owners in the years past how they shoveled a special area just for their dog, oh, okay. for the potty area. Yeah. And, of course, that minimizes the frostbite, and the pet might be more likely to go outside if it doesn't have to go through three or six, six inches of mm-hmm. snow if we do have an appreciable well, I mean, it would make so. sense, right? Uh, they, I don't think they like to trudge through the snow either, right? Correct. Uh, so, I mean, that that one is the one I hear the most often. Uh, you know, oh, I open the door open up, and they, uh, the dog just won't go outside. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, sometimes you got to make some sacrifices for for the dog, right? Yep. Uh, you know, you, you can handle the outside cold a little bit yourself. It's not the worst, not the worst thing in the world. Yep, I just uh, think you have to go out with them. So... We've talked about the temperatures that it can get to kind of safely or rather unsafely, the temps. Uh, I mean, is there anything else to note with the cold, Dr. Lang? Well, another thing that I didn't think about when we were first talking is that a lot of times with the cold weather, if we do have any precipitation, ice, or maybe people put chemicals on the sidewalk or the driveway, and so you should make an effort to wipe the feet when they come in. Because mm-hmm. they may have, if their hair is long enough, they may have the little ice bowls or mm-hmm. okay. stuff on there, and so you want to get all that off of them. And, you know, maybe in some lukewarm water, you just kind of rinse the paw off and then towel dry it. Okay. Uh, and how long is too long to be outside with them? Did did you find that in your research? I didn't or see any that... time period, but I'd say more than five or ten minutes. You know, with temperatures like like we're having right mm-hmm. right now. That's just a I quick, think that's, um, quick in and out. Yep, you know? just do what you have to do, and mm-hmm. let's get back inside. Is there anything you can recommend? You know, some people... Some dogs are very uh, have a lot of energy, very hyperactive. The you know, you know, I take my dog on a walk, you know, two times a day you yep. know, for two miles each. You know, is there anything to recommend? I just for would those cut them on inside? the time. I just would cut the time, and maybe you get the little dog shoes or something of that sort again oh, with the frostbite. Little dog shoes. Sure. I don't know if they're practical around St. Louis because we don't have enough cold days. I went out to visit some friends a year ago in Minnesota, and you know, the snow was still there in the end of March, and so then it's more yeah, practical to buy getting... some. Yeah, because they have the snow lingering longer. But if you do have a hunting dog or high energy dog, I think it's a good idea to get some dog shoes because they. Again, I'm more concerned, not more, but I want people to think about the feet as well as just their overall temperature. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to do inside the house that you could recommend? You know, is it give them something to take their interest away, or are they going to start running around the house? You know, a million times, or yep. what, what to do there? Well, I think you need to run around the house too. That, that's my recommendation. <laughs> you need to, yeah. <laughs> you need to walk, you know, five hundred laps around the, the living room. We may talk later today. At this time, I'm going to do the transition, but I, mm-hmm. we may talk about chewies, and I think you need to do something to kind of use the dog's energy. Or we've talked about the food bowls, where you put. Uh, they have little ways that makes it harder to get the food. So I think you need the food puzzles. Just or to, something ca- just of that to kind sort. of take up their yep. time a little bit. Yep. Uh, well, you know, that's a good enough transition, Dr. Lang. You know, you've been doing this for a little while. <laughs> Why don't we talk a little bit about these things? You you'd mentioned them last week. Uh, what should? Well, I want to get people all excited. So, right. You know, I know the football games are on, and I thought, well, I'm sure if I say something, what's the best Chewy, you know, people will drop everything to want of to course. listen to the show. Of course. So, when I did my readings and research, they kind of divide, and this was a, a veterinary dentist that I read the article, and the, so everybody's kind of on the same page. The chewies are kind of divided in three different categories, and one is where you have chew products that have minimal processing, and I'm talking where they don't do any sterilization or heating or anything like that, and so it would be more like bones, marrow bones, the bones of our legs or arms from cows or pigs or that type of thing, 
or this is a little bit more gross, so if you're eating anything, please set it down right now. But sometimes some of the chewies are made out of the trachea, ears, hooves, antlers, as some of us know, tendons, certain muscles. The, the raw hides are actually made out of the hide or skin of animals. Oh. So those are kind of the ones that have minimal processing. And the only problem is that there could be some contamination to the animal not doing it. And a lot of these don't have like a set date when you should they be used by or they don't talk about uh, how long you can keep them before they might start to spoil. Is there a day? Is there, Do these go bad? You know, draw hides look pretty dried out. You know, yeah. what, what are we dealing with here in terms of going bad? I just don't know if they'd be more likely to get a bacterial infection okay. if they haven't been sterilized or been processed in any particular way. And that kind of leads me into the second one where there's extensive processing going on. And I'm talking the raw hides, compressed raw hides, chews that are made from bone meal, blood meal, fish meal, that sort of sort of thing. And the raw hides are actually made from the hide. It's the inner part of the hide that they're processed from. So uh, you have this the kind of the more natural ones and the more sterilized, right. uh, you know, processed ones. Let's call them. And then there's a third category where they're non-animal. They're either plant-based or like the plastic or rubber ones, the man-made, sure, for lack of a better sure. word. Yeah. So those are kind We've of three those. of the general categories. And I know it's like almost every day, Some, if we discuss chewies, when I'd be in the exam room, people would ask, oh, I'm not going to get the rawhides. And the reason they were called, I think it was more from Mexico, but they were processed with ammonium chloride. And for some reason, that is not allowed to be used to process them that most of them are used with sodium bicarbonate, hydrogen peroxide, and uh, salt, brine. Mm-hmm. And apparently this ammonium chloride was not acceptable, and so all the rawhides were called back, and then I think people just start kind of freaking, don't get a rawhide at all. So there's something, some re- was it harmful to the dogs? Apparently. Or? I don't know. I, I can't remember because it's been a while. If any of them got sick or died or anything of that sort, but I guess it was just the way they were processed. I think it was primarily from, from Mexico. Uh, they do make them in China and South America as well. And my only thought is just get raw hides from the States. You know, just get sure. one that's more likely to be, be safe. So I just wouldn't get, even though it might be cheaper, I wouldn't resort to another country to, mm-hmm. to get the raw hides. Uh, now, I've seen before, you know, dogs chewing on a bone. And I guess this might happen more with the, uh, the least processed group. But the bone kind of breaks in half. And they, you know, they keep chewing on one of the halves, right. but now it's a little smaller. Is that a problem you ever see with kind of things breaking mm-hmm. apart? These more natural ones, you know, maybe they ch- it's a choking hazard, yeah. or it's like it's jagged. Maybe it hurts the throat. Is there any, is that uh, any real worry? We had some cases come in, and I'd say it's you know it's like anything in life. I mean, anything's possible. The bottom line is with the chewies, I think there's a lot more advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. But again, I think with these, you just have to kind of watch your pet. And once they get to a relatively small size, I would just take it and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Which can be kind of tough sometimes, depending yes. on how. Some of them don't how, want that. Yeah. They're kind of enjoying <laughs> it. And now you're telling me all of a sudden I can't have it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. so maybe you have to distract them with another trade or something maybe more delectable if there's such a thing than, than what you have. But, yeah, easier said than done. But I think that's the main thing. The part that I really enjoyed is that they kind of gave me some guidelines you don't want something too hard because then it may break teeth and that sort of thing. And one uh, that I had written down that if you can take a chewy 
and with a nail, banging the nail into the wood with the chewy, like acting like a hammer, it's too hard. It's too hard. That's, That's it. That's one. Or if you take your fingernail and you can't make an impression in the chewy, it's too hard. Okay. And my favorite is that if you take the chewy and hit it with your kneecap with the chewy, if it hurts, then it's too hard. All right. That's so interesting. I think on this part, I would look for a volunteer. You don't have to tell them why <laughs> you're doing it, but I'd, I'd be a little little more leery. Yeah, get, if, it, if it hurts, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how well I, that would go over with most uh, most people. And then a lot of times they recommend that if you can flex it, then it's probably okay. If you can't bend it a little bit, then maybe it's too mm-hmm. too hard. Now, I, I just asked about the, the bones kind of breaking up or maybe the the uh, the nat- well, the more natural chewies breaking up and it, if that could cause a problem. Uh, but the third group is more plastic, yep. artificial materials. Can they, if those break up, can they, are those a problem in uh, in your research or your experience? Have you seen that? You know, oh, the dog was chewing on the the thing, the yep. little plastic ball, and it broke off, and now he swallowed it, and now we got to deal with yep. this bit of plastic, whereas maybe the bone would digest or break up. Right. Well, I, I think they're much more difficult in most cases to break off sure. with the rubber, like the Kong toys, so I don't think that's a problem. We have had a lot more issues with the bones. They swallow the bones. I don't know if, if I ever did surgery to take them out, but it can really irritate the digestive tract, and a lot of times the dogs will start passing blood in their stool, and that's when the people notice it. They may not realize it was because of the bones or something like that. Mm-hmm. So even the bones, they won't uh, they won't resolve themselves if the dog swallows them? No, they just have to pass them Okay. eventually. And some of them would get constipated. They get so many pieces of bone that it just gets stuck in the rectum and... So we would have to give an enema or kind of help them along a little bit. All right. And I don't know if you want any more graphic details than that. But, well, you but know, you've, I think you've, you've, described, I I you've described worse before in the past. Uh, so you've done a lot of research on this, on the three types. You know, in in your opinion now, what what type would you recommend to someone? If so they said, you know, my dog really likes to chew on stuff, yep. or maybe we're trying to get him to stop chewing on something else. We're trying to get his attention away. What type would you recommend? Well, it as I like to in, in, indirectly answer your question, I don't think there's a perfect chewy. Mm-hmm. And because some of them talk about that it can break their teeth, they can get obstructed. Some of them have a lot of uh, fat on them and can add a lot more calories. Sure, the more natural so, the natural ones. Right, yeah. right. And so I, I wrote it down here. If a chewy is veterinary oral health council approval, it's called V as in Victor, O-H-C, if you see that on the label, that's probably a good good thing. It's a good sign. So if you get it online or go to one of the pet stores, look to see if it has that V-O-H-C. That doesn't mean there aren't others that are good, but apparently some research or some dental veterinarians have looked at it and found that it didn't seem to cause a lot of issues for the teeth, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Now, uh, you, this might not have been part of your research, but I'm going <laughs> to ask you anyway. I'm sure part of the reason why they made the plastic ones is because, you know, the bones and the raw hides, you know, those can those will last a little while, but the dog will chew them up faster, yep. I assume. They made these plastic ones to last longer. Uh, I mean, it, it, you know, chewing them up faster uh, or, you know, how long does the, the plastic ones last? I mean, are, are they going to last forever? Are they, I, a they, lot can, of them I'm sure can. they cannot, right? I mean, eventually they may break down, but I think they will last a lot longer. 
And the neat thing is that, like with the Kong toys, and they have the little hole there, you could put peanut butter or cheese in there, sure. and the animals are less likely to want to chew at that moment but try to get the, the product out. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of distracts them just a little bit. So that'll make it last longer. But some people get chewies and give it to the dog while they're driving home, and by the time they get home, the dog is swallowed sure. it or chewed it all that's up. That's what I was going to say, too. And that's you a know, lot of how, money. How much are we helping the dogs here if they chew it up in... 30 yep. minutes, and yep. it's gone, right? Is that, that's almost just like a treat. You give them more than anything to, to really take their time with. You, the plastic ones, if they're going to last a long time, to me that makes sense, but is there any reason why you wouldn't? I mean, is there any upside to the, the bones, the, the raw hides? Well, when I was reading one of my articles, they took femur bones, the big thigh bones from cows, and they found there was a 70% reduction in the tartar buildup of the teeth. Oh. And that the limited survey that they did, I was like 20 animals, none of them had any broken teeth when they used it. So I just don't think just, so maybe a bigger bone is better. And then some of the articles talked about the size of the chewy being related to the size of the dog. Mm-hmm. That, oh. That so the big, you don't want, you want the Great Dane one. to get the small dog because he may swallow, he might swallow that, that one. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the big dog can hardly carry, the small dog can hardly carry the big Chewy around, you know, yeah. With its size, the the so. bone might be bigger than the, some of these small little uh, chihuahuas out there. So a lot of the articles kind of said, make sure that you kind of go animal related size wise with the with the chewy. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps uh, a little bit. Uh, you just mentioned the study showing that it helped the dog's teeth. Is that a side benefit of this uh, chewing on things? Is that yep. can that help the dental health, or do you have to get a specific? you know, one that has fluoride or something that actually will help the teeth? Well, the thing that I have mixed emotions, I mean, again, I know they can cause problems with their teeth or they could swallow it, as you and I have talked about, but I think overall it does have to deal with health. I mean, in the past we've talked dentistry, and the practicality is that very few people desire or are able to brush their pet's Mm -hmm. teeth. And wasn't it, uh, if you're not going to do it every day, it's not, that's that's how often you have to do it, is every day. Right. Which Maybe every other unusual. day, but but again, very few people are going to do it, and I think the chewies are the next best thing, just mm-hmm. like the animals in the wild. I mean, they would chew on the carcass or bones and that type of thing. Yeah, so. I was gonna I was gonna follow it up with this in your research, or maybe going back to your school days. What is the reason for the chewing for the dogs? Well, a lot of times it's with the puppies. You know, the teeth hurt as they're mm-hmm. coming through, and I think it's good for their mental health to have something to do when you're gone for the day. And I just think it's it's just something that kind of occupies their time. And I think it helps their muscles and the jaws and that type of thing in general. Okay. Just to do the chewing. Because most time when they eat, you know, in 8.2 seconds, most right. time the food is swallowed. Yeah, they and don't evolved. even necessarily chew it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they do a lot of chewing, irrespective if you get a chewy of some, so, some sort. So the chewing isn't from hunger. It's not... That they're hungry, or is that could that? I be just think they have a need for it because I think in the wild it was harder for the animals to get the meat. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have it in kibble form right. in a bowl in the kitchen. You would actually <laughs> need to chew on the bone to right. get some every right. every little last piece right. off of it. Exactly. I mean, that makes. And sense. so I think there is some. I don't know if instinct's the right word, but some need to chew. And again, I think it just occupies and gives them something to to do. Right. And, and uh, they're you know if they're going to chew. One way or another, it's better to chew on the chewy that you bought and not the, uh, the furniture, the, the sofa. And a lot of times, I would switch the chewies around. You know, maybe once a week, you get a new chewy, and then you know, clean the other one up a little bit, 
and you know alternate with the chewies. Kind of mix it up, right? As opposed to, well, you get one chewy and you got six months to work on it. You yeah. know, the dogs are gonna get tired of it. Sure. And uh, sometimes you might find a chewy that that's more palatable. Maybe the dog likes it. It takes a while to uh, break it down. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes you just have to kind of experiment a little bit to find out yeah. in your situation for your animal what's the best uh, thing to use. How common? Uh, would you see people coming in saying, my dog chews on everything, he's chewing up stuff? Is that is that a common one? Yes. Yes? <laughs> and part of it may be anxiety or stress when people are gone, but a lot of times you, know, you take them outside to potty in the morning, and you're not back till 5 or 6 that night. Mm-hmm. And again, the animal doesn't have anything to, to do in general. Sure. And so having the chewy, I think, provides something to do. Or the animal says, if I don't have a chewy, let's work on something else that may mm-hmm. not be able to the pet owner now is giving them something else to chew on always been the way to go about stopping them from chewing on other things or was there a different way to uh to deal with it back in the day i think it's more productive if you give them something to chew on as opposed to mad bread articles we can take take tabasco or hot sauce and put it on like the legs of the furniture Mm -hmm. and that type of thing but i just think it's too hard to make everything a negative appearance and it's, it's better to give them something positive and if they start chewing on it, praise them, you know, maybe give them a little treat or something. Spend a little time to let them know how happy you are that they're chewing on the, chewing on the on proper the good thing. thing. On the, yes. And as you always say, you got to bribe them sometimes, uh, you know, make them make it something they want to chew on with maybe a little treat in there or some peanut butter. Yep. Uh, because a lot of times you come home and something's chewed up and, you know, you're upset. But if they chewed it up three hours ago, they're going to have no idea what, they've you, already what you've done about right. It. So. It, it's just so hard to do anything negative to me with Chewy, so let's just concentrate on the positive and give something to chew on. Give them a variety of different things, and okay. once they're, when they're chewing it, just you know, praise them to all you can, and I think that'll help help a lot. What is the time frame for that they would remember? A dog would remember it. This one's more wide ranging, I'm sure. They, they, I'm sure you get asked this a lot. I, I think it's three to five minutes, so it's not not too long. That if it's they really do something. Quick. And, or let's say the cat you'll know, eliminates outside the litter box and you catch it five minutes later, you know probably the cat's not going to know. Already, already it's not forgotten. that they're dumb, but they just don't realize what what you're upset about. They yeah. can read your body language, as I've said many times before, but they don't know why you're upset. So you so, don't, you almost have to do instantaneous. From all I've read through the years, what's the best way to to catch them in the act? And if you don't. Even though you're upset, it really isn't going to do much good, I don't think. So that one, it feels unlikely, right, that you're going to catch them, stop, and stop them, right? Uh, yes. So, uh, all right, that's interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe we can talk more about that uh, back from the break, uh, which we're going to take right here, our first break, Animal Talk, on the Big 550 KTRS. Text line 84126, phone line 314 call in or text in any questions or comments you have. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Hey, KTRS listeners, Roger Wigandon here at Don Rogers Limited, 6727 West Main in Belleville. Well, after over 47 years in business, I've made the very difficult decision to retire and turn the page to the next chapter in my life. The month of January, we invite you to enjoy a discount of 30% off the regular price of our entire inventory of wonderful men's and women's apparel and accessories. Nothing is held back. Also, our beautiful building located on Main Street with dedicated parking and spacious living above the store is office. 
sold for sale. Perfect for starting your own boutique. We'll leave a turnkey for you, including the fixtures. Our retirement sale is in progress at Don Rogers Limited. Don't forget we are open 930 to 4, Tuesday through Saturday. As always, park at the door, walk in, and get waited on. All sales will be final during our entire sale. I would love to see you, my great friends, again one last time. And as always, we thank you for listening to our commercial. This is what everybody else can experience, too, when they work with your team at Lauren Risley Realty. You guys go above and beyond. I mean, as a matter of fact, the other day, one of your team members was helping one of your clients pack. <laughs> Move. Yes. Her whole house. Her whole house, yeah. Her movers bailed on her last minute, and he canceled all of his appointments. And for two full days, he was, and this was 100 degrees in St. Mm-hmm. Louis in the summer, yep. And he packed up an entire pod for her. And, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we do. I mean, every agent on my team they're fantastic, but they're on my team because they have a servant's heart. Yep. And our main goal is to serve people. And when you lead with that, the business just comes. And so we're very, very thankful for that. But it's just fun. You know, like when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Well, we love you. We love everything that Lauren Risley Realty does. And I think you guys will, too. You can learn more. Call Lauren Risley Realty at 314-775-0684. You can also email hello at LaurenRisleyRealty.com. Are you worried about your budget for your new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne-Marie Boges, the new co-host of the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 and owner and designer of Anne-Marie Design Studio. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com, where you can use our budget calculator tool to see a preliminary breakdown for your project. See how we can transform your old drab kitchen or bath into the envy of your neighborhood at Anne-Marie Design Studio in Wildwood. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes, no brushes, inside and out. Five area locations, Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. Jennifer Blom and Wendy Weiss. I can't believe I'm remembering to ask you this question. (laughs) And maybe it is just because I have been sick. But has anybody else noticed, has anybody noticed that medium salsa that you buy in the store is suddenly hot? Anybody? Now see... I'm the opposite. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Jennifer Blome and Wendy Weese. Mornings at 10 on KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Animal Talk returns on the Big 550 KTRS. Here's Dr. Dan Lang. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS with Dr. Dan Lang. I'm Connor McCarthy here on a very cold Sunday afternoon coming at you. I think it's uh, the temperature is actually starting to drop now. 
Uh, believe it or not, I see it at zero degrees now. So zero degrees probably feels a little bit colder. Into the negatives. Hope everyone out there listening is somewhere warm, staying safe, uh, out from the cold because it is really cold out there. Uh, and we talked a little about, bit about the cold already. Uh, and I, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about how long pets will remember maybe the, a transgression that they did. Like Dr. Well, you Lang. said that. I uh, that. I, well, it just came to me because <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure how to describe it because uh, I'm sure to them it doesn't feel that that problematic, right, when they're doing it, right? Or, you know, I, I don't know. Do they do, they, do they do these things out of malice? No. Uh, I can't imagine they do. I, I've read nothing in the literature. I know people often feel that way. Mm-hmm. But if the dog has this urge or need to chew and there's nothing available, I don't think it's the animal's fault, and I don't think they're doing it to get even or anything of that sort. Mm-hmm. Like, so many times people will come in and their cat's not using the litter box, and they just know I, it's because the cat's getting even with you. I've heard it so many times, you know, yep. oh, my God, you know, we did this with the dog yesterday, so now, of course, it's going to go inside the house. So a lot uh, of times I have to count to ten, you know, just so I don't <laughs> get upset about it sure. and let them know that uh, – you know, again, I know it becomes very emotional, but it's. I just well, don't think animals not, have it in that's there. That's not how it works, right? Uh, it's not how we we believe it to work, right? If they only remember something for three to five minutes, right. they definitely don't remember the transgression that you did, yeah. uh, you know, yesterday or last week or a month ago. Yeah. Uh, it's just not something that it just doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, why do they do these things then? I mean, I'm sure that's kind of a broad question but you know if is it just out of boredom is it just because you're not there to do you know maybe let them out or yep. the litter box you know i guess you'd have to clean it right that's the main reason the Usually cat it's might the not go you should blame yourself if anything right. with the litter box because you probably didn't clean it enough that you think <laughs> once a week just getting the urine out is mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't not doesn't enough. cut it for a lot of cats or you you have three cats in one litter box, and you expect all of them to use it. I mean, yeah. don't get me going, which I'm going already. <laughs> but a lot of times it's just we don't understand the needs of the animals or there's just not enough interaction. I mean, the animals, they're they are just not solitary creatures. Maybe cats a little bit more than dogs, but they do need to have some interaction and just turn the TV on. Maybe it distracts them a little bit. We always have the radio on in the barn for the horse, the mule, oh. but so far they haven't asked to change stations or what anything you, like I, that. What do you so. have it tuned to? Well, uh, just don't, in- think carefully. <laughs> you are on the radio, so let's not go telling anyone to change the change their dial. But uh, Well, most time it's KTR. <laughs> oh, there, that's, that's the answer I was looking for. I got that wink from you. Yeah, that's the answer I was waiting for, of course. Uh, so if you come back and see something, maybe they, the dog chewed on something, maybe the cat went out to the bathroom out of the litter box, maybe the dog went inside the house, you know, it's been more than five minutes. They're not going to know it. Is there, you know, we've talked before about how you're this huge thing to them because you're much taller and bigger than they are, so they're kind of intimidated. But is there a way that you can actually use this to train them, or is it just an, it happened, move on, clean it up, do whatever, and, and you know, you can try a new, you know, you can try something else to, so that doesn't happen again. But they're not going to remember this. Are, is that the way that you should handle it? Yeah. It, it does, it, the suggestions we've talked about are the way we're put together mm-hmm. as humans. But maybe the best punishment is you just ignore the dog for the rest of the day or night. I mean, you take it outside to potty, but you just sure, don't pay don't, any attention. Don't play with it. And or... then that, to me, is harder on them, the craving for interaction, 
than yelling or screaming at them or throwing them outside or mm. you know something of that of that sort. That might make you feel better, but it's not going to help with the animal. And then you just have to decide what did I do wrong or what do we need to do? What what didn't we fulfill with the animal? Mm-hmm. But even that, maybe a different kind of approach for you know punishment, uh, quote unquote. Will that get the the desired effect, or is even that kind of not going to get you what you want? You know, if if they don't know what's happening, you know, if they can't yep. remember why this is you know happening to them, then they won't know to stop it in the future, right? So right. you know, right. is that hard to get through to people sometimes? You know, sure. well, you know. Because if you have a, maybe if you have a kid, you, you know, bad behavior has some punishment, and maybe the the instinct is to treat an animal the same way. Yep. But if they don't, is that the hardest thing to get across that uh, these pet owners want to have some kind of punishment, but it just won't really do anything? Yep. Well, of course it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. you just paid five thousand dollars for your couch, and the, one of the legs is chewed up. Oh, sure. You know who's gonna like that? But it it's just one of those. There just isn't. You know, again, the animal didn't do it out of maliciousness. I guess you have to kind of tell yourself that. Mm-hmm. But I, I know it doesn't make it any easier, and sometimes you're just so angry, you know, you may hit the animal or you scream at them or something of that sort. But, again, they mm-hmm. just don't have any idea. So it, it's there's not an easy solution, but I just want people to realize they don't know why you're upset, and so there really isn't anything you can do at that point. But what can I do to prevent this from re- reoccurring? Sure. But... Uh, we had a text come in on the text line, 84126, if you want to join in. Uh, how do you keep your dog from eating, let's say, droppings from other animals, Dr. Lang? Or themse- you know, other yeah. dogs, right? And that's I'm, I've seen that before. So is there a way to stop them? And why do they do this? Why do they do that? Well, as I've kind of mentioned before, we have the horse and the mule, and there is undigested food in the feces, and so our dogs often will eat. So eat that's that the reason, right? Because they're, they're looking they for food in there. Food. It's gross to you and I, but they 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 smell the food in there, and that's just another way of getting the the food. And if the chickens are left out and they get into the pasture, they'll they'll do the same. They'll do the same, same thing because there may be some undigested grain or corn or something that's that's in there. Yeah, you know everything you've said about how much how many more smell receptors are in a dog's nose. Yep. You think. But it's not a negative thing you, for some you reason. Think they'd, yeah. uh, re- you know, not like smelling that, but they seem yeah. to, to yeah. you know, do just fine. So I and you know, puppies especially are doing it. They're checking out everything, just like a baby putting everything in their mouth. I consider it kind of nor- normal. It's called coprophagia. Um, I have suggested to people that maybe you intentionally leave the stool or whatever out there, put some hot sauce or something negative on there, and maybe the animal will think the dog will think twice. Of chewing on it if there's the hot sauce on there but a lot of times you just have to walk them out there on a leash again nothing mm-hmm. exciting and just, you just stop put... them from going over to it right right uh well so the texture clearly you know wants it to stop well or it, pick up it... pick up whatever the dog wants again sure. i i don't have an easy answer it's just kind of a normal behavior for lack of that's a better what word. i was going to get at they want it to stop but it seems you're saying like it's normal and you know it's not really a problem right they're not going to get sick from this so either you uh, pick it up or try to prevent the animal from getting to that or you do something negative to what they're trying to eat and see if that would be enough that they'll think twice mm-hmm. the, the next time but and there's all kinds of ingredients and compounds you can make that are supposed to help with the coprophagia we have one at the office that's a powder had some luck with it, but a lot of people said it didn't. It didn't help. That you know, it's supposed to make the stool 
tastes bad, but they still went after whatever. Okay. So it's there's not really any. Uh, I mean, you're welcome to try the products that are over the counter. <laughs> get online, but overall, I've not had much luck with with those. Is it necessary to savior, or is it just something that people want to have stopped? I don't think it's going to endanger the animal. It just grows to you and I. Sure. And of course, if your dog is like my dog, it wants to lick you after it's uh, been outside. <laughs> Yeah, well, that might the that one so, <laughs> you might need to pull out the toothbrush first for them and uh, actually get around to. But if they don't want to have their teeth, well, maybe this. <clears throat> excuse me, this may be an incentive to want to brush your animal's teeth. There, you, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. You <coughs> use it, you turn it around, you use it to your own benefit. If you want to try, stop the poop smell, then I think you need to start brushing the teeth. <laughs> or get them a chewy that has some some maybe some breath mint uh, action go. going to it. Uh, all right, we'll take another quick break here on Animal Talk on the Big Five Fifty KTRS with Dr. Dan. I'm Connor McCarthy. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I want your fixer-upper home or condo. It's crazy to spend a ton of money fixing it up when I will pay you top dollar right now. I don't even care what condition it's in. Your trash is my treasure. No inspections, no contingencies, just cold, hard cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867. That's Mike Robinson, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. Hi, everyone. Jennifer Blome inviting you to join me September the 4th as we discover spectacular Tuscany with Colette. We'll unpack only once for a seven-night hotel stay at a beautiful resort and spa. Enjoy fabulous local wines and the region's famous cuisine. We'll visit vineyards, farm towns, Luca, and Pisa. We'll even take a Tuscan cooking class and learn how the famous Pecorino cheese is made at a local farm. Colette handles all the details, flights, meals, hotels, sightseeing, and local experiences. Our only job is to have the time of our life. Don't miss out. Join me and the folks from Colette to learn more on January the 30th at 6 p.m. in the Altair Travel Living Room in Brentwood. RSVP by calling our friends at Altair at 314-968-9600 or go to ktrs.com to learn more. I hope to see you on January the 30th at 6 p.m. in the Altair Travel Living Room. You've moved before. And when it comes time for you to move again, and I know that these are things you probably are not thinking about right now, I'm going to make a recommendation on a mover for you. These people are simply great. And just because they have moved the Cardinals every season for like the last 35 doesn't mean they're going to cost you any more than, you know, the guy down the road. Amrezek, totally professional. They love moving. They live for moving. I know it sounds crazy, but they invest in people and then they reward those people when they do a good job. That's how great companies are run. And that's the kind of company Amrezek is, a United Van Lines company. So whether you're a corporate relocation or you're doing some sort of hospitality installation or you're just moving to another house across the street, around the block, across the state, across the country, or around the world, you can count on A. Marezik. They're there for you all the time. You'll find them online at a-m-r-a-z-e-k.com. Join us for the Byerly RV Expo, January 11th to the 15th at Byerly RV in Eureka, Missouri. Get show discounts on our entire inventory, including used. Prices so low, we can't show them on the Internet. Coffee and donuts each morning and extended hours on Friday and Monday. And every RV purchased during the Expo gets free stores through April and free dewinterization. Go to ByerlyRV.com for more information and come see us in Eureka, Missouri, the center of the RV world. Give the 
star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Dr. Dan Lang wants to talk domestic animals with you. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang here talking all things dogs, cats, pets in general. Uh, And in this last segment, Dr. Lang, I, I did have a question that I wanted to come to you. And maybe this is actually too complicated to just say for the very end but if you remember last week i was telling you about a friend who had a dog and they were unsure if he needed surgery or not uh because he seemed to be acting the way he you know acts has acted for a long time but they said maybe there's some problems with the back maybe it's causing some behavioral problems it's maybe it's been there for a long time and the question that got asked to me because i you know i tried to do a good job i tried to say if I remember correctly, you said if there's ever, you know, if the dog ever is showing signs of a problem, then the, there's a problem, right? So, I, you know, if the dog's acting normally, maybe that's not as big of a problem. Uh, but he said, well, they said it, maybe the injury's been there for so long, what we know of him acting normally is how he acts with the injury. Uh, does that make sense to you, Dr. Lang? That I think animals do get accustomed. Mm-hmm. And one of the many admirable things about our animals that they just adjust or accept it. Sure. So, you know, that kind of went out the window for me. So my question was, you know, well, how do we know if this this surgery or any surgery in general is really necessary, right? We've talked a lot about price before and the cost of stuff and how serious it is. You know, how can we tell if, you know, some of them obviously we can tell, you know, know, if it's so serious the dog will pass away. If it doesn't get it, uh, but something like, you know, maybe a leg injury or a back injury like this one uh, is, uh, you know, how can we tell when the dog really needs to have surgery? Well, I think it's like a, I'll use an analogy. You have an older dog and it doesn't get around very much and you just assume that it's because it's old. Well, maybe it's because of arthritis because mm-hmm. of the pain. And so in this case with the back, and we may briefly talk about this last time, but I would put the dog on pain medicine for 30 days sure, and just see, is there improvement in general or less of this uh, misbehavior type and just see how it does? Or again, do you try a couple treatments with a chiropractor or acupuncture or some alternative? Which, we talked, which we talked about last week as right. well. But I just think you need to try one of the conservative therapies, whether it's medicine or one of these other alternative, and just see if there's any improvement. Now, let's say that there isn't very much, right, that nothing seems to change. Is it that the point where you go, you know, maybe the surgery is, you know, could we do surgery? Sure. But is it necessary? Is it going to change the dog or cat's life? Is that the point where you go, maybe not? Or Yeah, I just, again, on paper, I would just think that if it doesn't respond to any therapies, you don't see any improvement, it makes me think less likely that surgery is going to resolve it either. Mm -hmm. So I... Both as a veterinarian and as a pet owner, I would be less reluctant to jump into surgery 
if you didn't see any improvement with the conservative. If you do the conservative treatments, it gets somewhat better, but it keeps coming back after you stop the therapy or the medicine, then the surgery would be the way to go. And it may not be that black and white. But mm-hmm. Is that, the, uh, is that the, the behavior you'd see with patients? You know, if were they initially reluctant to get any kind of surgery? Was there a process you had to go through with them to get them to, to do surgery for their, for their pet? Well, most of the time with the back issue, if it was more pain, I would do, suggest one of the conservative therapies. The problem is that if I have a dog completely paralyzed, if you wait too long, the nerves will be permanently damaged to the back legs from the back. Sure. And then there's nothing you can do. So then you have to make a so quick there, decision on that. So there's that. kind of a balance. You know, sometimes you do want to go slow and try other things. but they're... If the dog's getting around okay, which it appears to be, mm-hmm. and shows minimal signs of pain, to the best of our knowledge, then you can try different things. But there are some cases either... You accept the dog's going to be paralyzed if you don't do surgery, or there's a very good chance the dog will do fine. If it's paralyzed, you catch it early and have surgery done. But it's a good good chunk of change. And that's, yeah. Whereas a pet owner, you have to make that decision. Sure. Uh, hey, I thought I should tell you, since I got an email about it, uh, my car insurance offered me pet insurance on the bundle. They say, go ahead and bundle your All car right. insurance with pet insurance. Now I currently don't have a pet, so I didn't. I did not do it. <laughs> Clearly, they sent this out to everyone, but uh, I thought it was like interesting. They, yep. They're trying to get people to yep. sign up uh, with some pet insurance. Uh, well, they probably was listening to KTRS. I think think that I think, I think that was our right. idea originally. I don't think they. I think we came up with uh, the idea for, for pet insurance. Uh, I think that sounds about right. But but it just shows how much pets mean to us people, and maybe the. The company, Big Shots, the CEOs have pets themselves, and they realize they've been yeah. in the predicament. Maybe money's not an issue for them, but they've been in predicament with different health issues and know that insurance would help. So it, it, I like it, that. That's that's great. Seriously. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I thought I'd bring it up, and I remembered yep. to do it just in time. Before we close up the show here, Dr. Lang, is there uh, any updates on the book, any stories you wanted to tell here? Well, I just wanted to let people know next week. I know it's supposed to be cold again, but it's going to be in the mid-30s, so... A heat wave is around the corner. Right, we sure. won't need our doggy shoes or sweaters for at least a few few days. Right. So. Is there any way to get them used to that? Because whenever I've seen a dog, you know, uh, or whenever I, I should say, whenever I try I've, uh, to put a dog or a cat in those sweaters or yeah. boots or shoes or whatever, they hate them. They kick them off. They, they shake. You know, they're shaking their legs to get them off. Is there any way to actually get them to like that, or is that just the nature well, do you of give the, a treat? the, the, the minute animal? You put it on, do you give them some positive reinforcement like a treat? Mm-hmm. But that's the challenge of animal medicine. Yeah. For years, I've told them this is for your own good. And they didn't, do they didn't like it. Uh, when I tried it, I, would, I did give them a treat, uh, and they ate the treat, and then they shook, and then they shook off the, uh, the clothes. They didn't like it. Uh, they, they, you know, the treat did not bribe them. They didn't understand what the treat was yeah. for. The treat, well, maybe you need to do the food puzzle or the peanut butter you paste in the wall or something to last a little bit yeah. longer. But that is that they're in it for their own good, right. and, and then that's it. Yeah, I, I think they just thought, I'm, I'm getting a treat. This is great. Now I'm going to shake the clothes off. Uh, it didn't matter to them that I wanted to bribe them to, to, to wear it. Um, but, yeah, as you said, heat wave coming in next week, 30 degrees, right? The, a balmy 30 degrees. Yep, so who would have thought? You might not need them when you join us next week on Animal Talk uh, at 2 o'clock again. It's been a pretty pretty fast show. Uh, so we got to uh, bundle up before we get back out in the cold, Dr. Yep. Lang. I'm going to use some of the things that I talked about today 
on my way to get home. I I'm think gonna, that makes I'm sense. I'm going to wear my dog's shoes and I think, all that. I think so. that makes sense. Uh, this has been Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS with Dr. Dan Lang. I'm Connor McCarthy. Join us again next week at 2 o'clock. It'll be a little bit warmer, but it's still, still cold out there, so tune in. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. I will see you then. Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Bye, everyone. Thank you.